Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with more than 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. Additional support comes from Luba Workers Comp. From Commander's Palace Restaurant in the Garden District in New Orleans, we're out to lunch with Peter Raschuti. Peter Raschuti is Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and economist. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. When we talk about the New Orleans tourist economy, most of us think of folks shuffling along Bourbon Street with a hurricane or a hand grenade, wearing Mardi Gras beads at any time of the year, and, and thinking that overhearing a band playing Proud Mary as they pass the open door of a bar means they've heard New Orleans music. But that's not everybody it visits here. There's also a cool contingent of visitors who seek out the real New Orleans. And even beyond that, there are folks who ferret out the offbeat New Orleans that many locals don't even know about. That crowd can be found following Chris Rose around the city. Depending on how long you've lived here, you may know Chris Rose as a radio personality on community station WHIV, a Pulitzer Prize winning author for his coverage of the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina, a commentator on Fox News, or a wickedly satirical, hugely popular columnist for the Times-Picayune. Well, on top of all that, Chris is founder and tour guide of the magical musical Mystery History Tour. <laughs> hey, you, you got that right. I know, this sounds great. I don't, I don't even know how to say it. <laughs> <laughs> a unique New Orleans tourist experience that is equally as entertaining and informative for locals. Chris, it is a pleasure to have you here. Welcome out to lunch. Thank you very much. <laughs> it is a... Uh, more than a pleasure. And you said you were hungry, so this is all working out. Well, not only that, yes. <laughs> uh, in my line of work, a free lunch is, uh, <laughs> is, is what you wish for. Well, it's funny, because I'm an economist, and we tell people there is no free lunch. But, so and as I told goes. you, I'm, I'm a big fan of this show, oh. and uh, I was always trying to figure out a way to get on here. And um, You did it. You guys did not. <laughs> and I didn't even have to plead you. You no. called me. <laughs> From anecdotal experience, most tourists seem to come with a plan to overindulge in food, alcohol, and staying out late, and to completely abandon all semblance of a normal routine that might include taking care of one's health. <laughs> and then there are tourists who seek out Rupa Mohan. You brought the yin and the yang. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Says Mr. Ying. They, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Rupa is the CEO which stands for Chief Exercise Officer of a company she founded called The Sweat Social. The Sweat Social is a group physical activity for tourists. Folks can join up with a group at various scenic locations and get to meet each other while they work out. Rupa leads groups on all kinds of activities including runs, Pilates, yoga, kickboxing, and fitness scavenger hunts. Rupa, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thank you so much. Excited to be here. And, and I love oh, that and we're... And Lord knows who doesn't come to New Orleans to work out. That's right. Exactly. Well, that's right. That's why she's a <laughs> business genius. They, now, Chris, people in New Orleans make all kinds of unorthodox <laughs> life decisions. It's not uncommon to... Uh, <laughs> are you referring to me? Yeah, it's actually what we're getting to here. Okay. Are, it's, uh, it's not uncommon to meet an Uber driver with a PhD or go to Tipitina's and discover your lawyer is also a guitar player in a band. Uh, in your case, from a strictly resume standpoint, you could be working for any number of major media outlets like the New York Times or even your previous employer, the Washington Post. But it seems like you really love what you're doing and to some extent because you get to live in New Orleans. Now, how much of your love of New Orleans 
is actually dictating your career. Do you think if you weren't so in love with the city, you'd be doing something completely different from being a tour guide? It actually dictates all of what I'm doing here. All right, so as you know, journalism is a, a transient business. We move along. Most people, you know, what you do is you start at a small paper, you go to a bigger paper, you want to go to a bigger paper. When I arrived at the Times-Picayune, I came from the Washington Post. Then I ended up working for Gambit. Oh, so you go the other direction. Right. <laughs> and, then, and then I started writing for Rouse's Grocery <laughs> Magazine. Oh, wow. So I don't even want to know what this is. So, really so if, you, if you take my resume and turn it upside down, <laughs> it is the climb. <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is bootstraps up. But, um, but you do it, it because in, you love in, the city. In, in the newspaper business, <laughs> lots of folks came to the Times Picayune, um, you know, hoping to go to the next place. Dallas Morning News, Miami Herald, Chicago Tribune something bigger. When I got here, I realized I was more interested in quality of life. Mm -hmm. And I had found my home. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I had, I had no interest in leaving. This is where I was going to stay. This was going to be my home. And um, I've had many friends come and go, but uh, the thought of leaving has never occurred to me. I got here in 1984. Summer, the World's Fair. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. You came and here with Seymour DeFair. I remember that. There's a. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we were roommates. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, the, there is that. I mean, there's the career climb uh, or there is the quality of life. And I just love it here. Uh, the thought of leaving has never occurred to me, except for four days and. <laughs> in August of 2005, 2005. <laughs> I, I did leave for a few days. Yes, right. We that hell and high water thing. They, uh, <laughs> now, now, Rupert, if you were to sit down at your desk and work out a business plan for a segment of the New Orleans tourism market that you could support with known facts and figures, you'd start a business connected to food, <laughs> cocktails, or music. When you started Sweat Social in 2014, yep. what facts were you looking at <laughs> that gave you the confidence that there are New Orleans tourists who want to work out? Well, the mix of things, I agree with Chris on kind of lifestyle design in New Orleans. The quality of life here was one of the things that drove me here. And then statistics on overall wellness travel, which is a very uh, big growing segment of overall travel and tourism. So folks looking for the gluten-free, vegan, or even just a workout while they're on vacation. Um, so we found them, we market to them, and then we work All with the- All four of them? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's uh... Sometimes there's only four. <laughs> You'd be surprised though. We got, we got a group of 100 waking up at six in the morning to do a run through the quarter, which is a really interesting what time What time of day would, would, would run that through be? the quarter? What 6 a.m. Oh my, you see the other people coming in. Yeah, you no, got, that's true. We, we play I, a I fun game. I live up game. on St. John and I, I, see, I see the people um, that are doing the, uh, what's oh, that Oh, stand up paddleboard. Stand up paddleboard. So much yeah. fun. And even doing yoga on, oh, yeah. on the flat board. Wow, we've lost tourists that way, I think. Well, we play a, a game. It's amazing is, to see. What do you do? Are they ending their night or just starting their day? <laughs> yeah, yeah that, is, that is. Now, when I travel, I always work out at the fitness room at the hotel, but that's uh, pretty uninspiring. Very uninspired spaces. Don't get you out in the city. Um, and part of why we exist is just 
it's a different way to see New Orleans, a way to meet locals, other travelers, and get you out of the boring, awful hotel gyms. What, now, when you're, how do you find the people? Are they already here, and or do you, is some sort of lead time? Like, is it conventions, things like that? Yep, so it's a mix of both. Um, we do a lot of marketing on social media, so there's a little bit of a lead time for more of the transient travelers here for fun, and then with the conferences and conventions, there's a much bigger lead time where we're, contracting out six months in advance and they know that you know this group is going to wake up at six they're going to do yoga with us on the waterfront and then go right into the meetings for the day and then you wake feel up at six or get home at six maybe up to them we've really had a mix is, of yeah. both at the I conferences bet you can no, judgment. Just no judgment just no judgment that's the, that's the name of just the workout asking. no judgment they uh, hey and you know you have something else in common with chris in that you started Working after undergrad, you worked on Wall Street. I did, and I would say kind of a similar trajectory from the surface. Uh, they, uh, Wait, you said that had something in common with me? Yeah, yeah, because you know you went from bigger papers to smaller papers, papers. and she but went from Wall Street I, to, I, to I, being a lonely I entrepreneur. I worked my way down as low in the ladder as I possibly can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can resonate with that feeling. It's and are you road. happier having done that? So much happier. I it mean, Wall Street there. was fun. It was a grind, but I kind of entered two years before the financial crisis, at which point all the fun and money spending went away. <laughs> um, changing a lot of the culture, great learning, great people, just not for me. Yeah, yeah. The, and you know, the one thing we discovered a couple of minutes ago that we like is you, you went on Chris's tour. I did. What was so it like? So I um, had read Chris's book and then moved here uh, the summer of the 10 year anniversary of Katrina and read your article in the Rouse's Magazine and just, was so uh, a, gro a grocery store freebie, but great with, grocery with store. high quality paper. Yeah. I've seen that. From, it's great. I've been coming from it's the Washington great. Post, Pulitzer Prize, <laughs> New York Times <laughs> bestseller, and now working for uh, free grocery. I, you know what I out. see? Graffiti. That's what I see as the next stop. They have <laughs> filled, <laughs> filled with um, <laughs> the uh, local great advertisements seat. and recipes. Yeah, it is. But you know what? They they let me fly free. They let me uh, they let me write what I wanted to write. It was, it was a beautiful piece. And so then I, I heard about his tours, and my husband and I went on his tour, I want to say a couple months ago, maybe three or four months ago, and it was so much fun. Wow. And what was the best part? Well, probably um, Chris. Chris had a quote. There was a quote about Chris that I just could not believe. They said you had the showmanship of Ernie Cado. That is an amazing statement. That <laughs> I, I got to well, say, I don't even know, know if I remember all the content on the tour. It was just watching him and seeing him in person and the stories he told. It was just, it was such a treat. Well, the tour, <laughs> I, it's technically a music tour. Okay. Yep. But you don't have to know or love music yep. to enjoy it. I use music as a way to open doors to mm -hmm. stories about our culture, our politics, even our, even our scandal. Um, that's but I use plural. Ernie Cato as my muse. Mm -hmm. Once I give my opening remarks, Ernie takes over. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not me talking anymore. <laughs> and as you know, Ernie said many interesting things in his life. He'd Ernie Cato, for those who the mother -in -law are, song not, that people are remember. not familiar with him, 1961, Alan Toussaint wrote him a song called Mother-in-Law. <laughs> Mother-in-law, mother-in-law. <laughs> See, here's what I want to blow it, because I, I, I don't tell people this before the tour, because otherwise I'd have no business at all. But oh. I sing. Mm -hmm. okay. Oh! But that song, and Ernie Cato once pronounced that only two songs would stand the test of time. Amazing Grace 
and mother-in-law. <laughs> I've never because heard them he in the said, same as sentence. as long as there were men and men, or men and women, I'm sorry, but if it had been earlier, now he might say men and men and women <laughs> and women, but there would be mothers-in-law to destroy your lives. Oh. Fortunately, that's not the quote that guides my tour, but it's the famous quote <laughs> you've probably heard in which he said, I'm not sure, but I believe all music came from New Orleans. And that's the story I tell. I don't walk around the corner and say that's um, wrought iron and that's <laughs> cast iron and tell you the difference because I don't know. I don't tell you, I don't bring you to Iberville Street and Bienville Street and tell you the difference between Iberville and Bienville because I don't know. Yep, very honest. And I don't care. <laughs> but what I do is I take that quote that all music came from New Orleans and I actually make a case that and I actually broaden it. I tell you that every significant musical uh, event, development, or history actually did pass through New Orleans. Well, I'd like to. And, I'm signing and, up now. And so it's not, it's not a typical tour. It's a story. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Peter Raschuti. My guests are Chris Rose, founder and tour guide at the Magical Musical Mystery History Tour, and Rupa Mohan, founder and CEO, chief exercise officer at the Sweat Social. Rupa, you have an MBA, right? Yep, yep, from Stern up in New York. And um, are you ever brought back to talk to alums about your, your venture or anything like that? I've worked with um, a lot of students here, so I always hire interns over the summer from Loyola and Tulane here yeah. um, and try as much as I can, even though my time's pretty limited, to work with students. Um, I just did an interview for a Tulane student in an entrepreneur class just to talk to her about what it's really like outside of the classroom. Um, so it's it's fun. And it's uh, very give fun. me one of your uh, one of your workouts or tours that you, you like to do your, yourself best. So I normally teach the high intensity oh. um, classes, That's which okay, is. Okay, I'm out. I was gonna say that. Why? I was we gonna say find. you got you. I better see you at a class very soon. <laughs> I'm so looking for a before uh, and after well, you picture. You came on my tour. <laughs> I'll go on your tour. That's the way life ought to work. Yeah. I'll pay you back. <laughs> so I taught this morning, for example, at the Lowe's Hotel. We do like a mix of. Um, high-intensity interval training with some body weight strength movements. Those are a lot of words I'm not comfortable with. <laughs> Burpees? Push-ups? No? Burpees? Burpees. That's a seed company. So I go into the Lowe's, and does yep. somebody hand me something to tell me that yep. there's this opportunity? Absolutely. They tell you, um, you know, every Tuesday morning at the Lowe's, there's a workout in the Piazza, the weird Piazza, Piazza d'Italia. Yeah, yep, we teach right in there. Um, and then there's signage up as well, you know, the day before the class. And then we're always posting on social media so folks know about us. And then what about the others where you're saying you, you know a convention of yep. heart surgeons are coming in or what? How do you hit them? So we are members of the Convention and Visitors Bureau here in New Orleans. And part of that membership, you get information on the meetings and events coming to town and so that we just kind of reach out to them and say do you want to add some health and wellness aspects to your convention 
because we found that meeting attendees just really appreciate having something to keep them on routine. So you would be booked with the actual convention, not going out after individuals. They Correct. would tell you, oh, that's great. Correct. All right, now, Chris Ruba, this is the part of the show we call your brother-in-law. <laughs> you're oh, you're finally getting a bit of time off at the end of the day to relax when your phone rings. It's your brother-in-law. <laughs> he, he usually only calls when the pedicab business is slow and he wants to swing by your group of folks and pick up a ride, but this time, the conversation is a little different. Uh, Chris, your brother-in-law has a great idea for getting you back on TV. Is this my real brother-in-law? I, I know. We, like, we <laughs> do talk to some people. They the, uh, fictional? <laughs> you, you actually research me? The show is going to be called Chris Rose. It's, okay. it's going to be a bit like Charlie Rose, except instead of being in studio, it's going to be you. And, and other than having good ratings. Oh, it, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. And it's going to be you with one-on-one -on -one conversations with local politicians and business people in the back of his pedicab. Isn't this a great idea? Suppose you're talking about the sewage and water board. Mm -hmm. He'll bike you around the water treatment plant. Or if you're <laughs> talking about a crime, he'll bike you through a bad neighborhood. Uh, what do you think? Uh, are you what? Uh, boy, it sounds like a show with great ratings. I, yeah. <laughs> so, are you up for the Chris Rose show, the New Orleans Pedicab TV show? <laughs> I see so much uh, potential. Sure. Sure. Uh, uh, I would have described it a little differently. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, this is, and this is great, because I know you said those close-ups on TV were a lot of work because you had to look really good, but from the back of a no, pedicab... I did. You I, just... learned, I learned how to groom. Oh, I know. you. Yep. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You're wearing makeup now, I mean, it's radio. I mean, it's incredible. I mean, I mean, 25 years as a, te as a uh, newspaper reporter, as you know, we're, we're a rumpled, <laughs> rumpled group. We At least that's the way they're pictured in those old movies. No, no, it's still that way. <laughs> it also seemed like alcohol was involved but, in those old newspapers. Uh, Oh, no, they made that part up. Okay, good, good. Perfect, <laughs> That's perfect. all fiction. That's what I had hoped. Now, Rupa, your brother-in-law has an entrepreneurial idea okay. that'll make you both some easy money. Your clients like to get fit, and they like to see New Orleans. How about they get to be a pedicab driver for three hours? <laughs> You can use his pedicab. That's that's great. That's already there. <laughs> the tourist drivers can use GPS and get around fine. And they get to see the city and meet new people and getting a workout doing it. You and he can split the fares 60-40. <laughs> what do you say? Is this a win-win idea or what? Sure, as long as he's handling recruiting everyone to do it. <laughs> I'll just take my investment part of it. And he can you recruit everyone. You don't want to actually be involved in this day-to-day uh, -day operations. God, no. It sounds, it sounds like we might be able to work together. I, I think see, so. Yeah. I think so. Are you going to be... Ra I wreck the people, <laughs> and the next day you fix them. There we go. I'll take that. That I'll that do. I'll, yeah. That I'll do. You wreck them, and we I'll... Might, we I'll, might have I'll, some. I'll, Cure the Rick hangover. And repair. That yeah. would be so great. They, uh, Wreck and repair. There we I go. Hey, Chris, I've got to ask you a question because I like these. Oh, it's we're a ton of them. They, uh, it's, uh, I've got to ask you. I'm going to take the tour, so I guess I'll eventually find out. But House of the Rising Sun, where is it? Oh, Peter. Oh, you can't, uh, can't well, give that away? If I was Eric uh, Burden, would you tell me? Uh, House of the Rising Sun. If you Google it, House of the Rising Sun address, you get about 120 addresses. Um, you'll get a million theories. Who knows the truth? It's one of the great mysteries of town. You know, there are a lot of theories as to where it is. But I went with Eric Bird on the day he had a new tip. And he brought me to a building. And he walked in. It was no longer a brothel, it was a convent.
That is a real 180. And there's a great picture online of him on his knees singing to about 14 or 16 nuns all dressed like extras from Sally Field. Uh, <laughs> was that Flying show? Nun. Flying Nun. Flying a... <laughs> Nun. And he took a tour of the building and he walked out and he looked at me. And the first thing I looked at him, he looked like a man who had 14 hours sleep. And his carriage was different. I looked at him, I said, what? What just happened in there? And he looked at me and he said, my search is over. Write a good story. And he started walking down the street. And I chased him down and I'm going to cover my mic because I said, hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> and I said, what just happened in there? And he looked back at the building and he said, it spoke to me. Wow. My search is over. If he says this building is the house of the rising sun. I'd go with that. Now, Chris Rupa, both of your businesses <laughs> exemplify the creativity of the entrepreneurial spirit. Both of you are taking on slices of the tourist industry that are clearly the paths less traveled. In, in your case, Chris, the tourist who's looking beyond Bourbon Street, and in your case, Rupa, the tourist who wants to work out on their New Orleans vacation. It's been every bit as much fun as I, and informative as I really thought it was going to be today, believe me. Thank you, Chris <laughs> and Rupa, for taking the time to join me today on Out to Lunch. Thank, Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Rupa Mohan, the founder and chief exercise officer <laughs> of, the, of the Sweat Social, and Chris Rose, founder and tour guide at the Magical Musical Mystery History Tour. You can find out more about Chris's and Rupa's tourist-based businesses by following the links on our websites. It's neworleans.com and wwno.org. Our show is recorded live over lunch at Commander's Palace in New Orleans. Commander's Palace serves lunch Monday through Friday, jazz brunch on Saturday and Sunday with live music and dinner seven nights a week. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our researcher is Mr. Matthew Ellison. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. Mitch's music is available wherever great jazz is sold, streamed, or stolen. And at, <laughs> <laughs> and at MitchellForeman.com. You can get the show as a podcast. You can listen to past shows. You can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites, www.no.org and itsneworleans.com. If you want to know what we look like, and you really should take a few minutes, this is great. You can find photos from this show on no, our... No, 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 no. no. I agreed to do this because <laughs> it was radio. I'm going to put the black over your eyes like they do in those pictures. They, uh... We had a deal here. <laughs> you can see these shows on our website and Facebook page. The photos were taken today by Allison Moon. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcast for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Commander's Palace for more business New Orleans style on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with more than 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com. Additional support comes from Luba Workers' Comp.